What it is, what is up, what is good gamers? This is Shonuff71, aka Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, yo. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 180, the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime first on deck. It's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. Uh, just happy to be here, as usual, talking to all you fantastic listeners uh, out there. Glad you're listening. Uh, I'm happy to be here with you two guys. Uh, yeah, everything's going good right now. No, no big long intro this time. Uh, just, just happy to be here and ready to get into it. All right, all right. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on? Hey, not much, man. Uh, celebrated my birthday this past week, so Desmond yeah. came into town. Uh, we had uh, lots lots of eatings, so we got some <laughs> eatings on. So yeah. We went to Chili's. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, serious. Chili's, Chili's actually wasn't that bad. I just yeah. haven't had it in like l- literal years. I was like, what? Uh, I get this like eyebrow, like, you want to go to Chili's? Why? It's I like, was very surprised. Nine, nine o'clock at night. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's Where else am I going to go? Denny's, Chili's, Applebee's? I mean, it's like. No, know. I don't want to go to Applebee's, but Chili's. I was like, damn, no. yeah, Chili's is not bad. I was. I no, was Chili's like, is not bad. You can slap down their advertising right there. Chili's is not <laughs> bad. Not Chili's. Bad. <laughs> Chili's. It's not Chili's. bad. Chili's is actually good. Yeah. <laughs> Chili's is not bad. So. Yeah, I have not uh, bad. Better than I McDonald's. Had, I had Definitely Applebee's better. last week. Um, I'm well, yeah, last week. It's not into and, it. Uh, yeah you're not down those riblets the... <laughs> no i had the i had well i had their their chicken tender oh, uh pasta dish and the pasta it wasn't seasoned right i mean it was mm-hmm. obviously just boiled in regular water they probably didn't even use olive oil in it and some of the pasta wasn't coated in the sauce, so they didn't even toss it. They probably just stuck a frozen packet in the microwave and just put yeah. it on a plate. Yeah. <laughs> so, and places, the chicken I mean, tenders, I... the chicken tenders. Um, I mean, this chicken must have rode the short bus wow. because I mean, they those could not been slices of breast meat from a normal chicken. They were just so shriveled up and and. No, <laughs> I was no. Like, we should because we were actually going to go to Chili's, but at the last minute, we, uh, uh, me and my mom, uh, switched. We switched options and decided to go to Applebee's. So uh, it's like, yeah, I don't think we'll be back anytime soon. Yeah, go to Chili's. I don't blame you. It's not bad. Chili's, <laughs> Chili's, not bad. Yeah, but the birthday week's good. You know, it's just kind of been a 
mixed bag. My cat's sick, and uh, you know, I'm just trying to hang in there, hang, let him hang in there too. So we'll see. Prognosis is not good, but I'm trying to do as much as I can for him. So mm-hmm. the best you can do. You got it. Well, all right, so we're going to move on to what is always our first topic on our docket, that being the playlist. So let's kick things off with uh, Dez. What you been playing, man? Uh, pretty short, short list. Uh, mainly just No Man's Sky. I've been really into the expedition mode, um, flying around and getting the expedition done. It's really a good time waster. You can just chill out. You can just, you know, put on some music, not even listen to music. Sometimes, you know, I'll have, I'll have a, like a, like a podcast or a, a TV show. Or I mean, a, um, uh, a YouTube, you know, video going on and, and I'm just, you know, just chilling, just letting it go. And it just feels so good just to be able to do that. Um, it doesn't demand a lot of your time. Um, so this, uh, this is definitely a game that, uh, that it, I, I think it's, I think it's definitely paid its dues and it's ready. Like it's ready to, like you can actually play this game, you know? So I've been really, really sticking with the expeditions, really trying very hard to, to get the expedition done and get so i've never i've never completed one and this is one of the easier ones to do because it is um like it starts you on a freighter um you're you're making your freighter bigger you're increasing you know the number of stuff that that you have on your freighter and it just kind of like runs you runs you into into what you need to do you know um so it's a great place to start if you've never played the game before um some people would say, no, you really shouldn't do this. You should really start from the beginning because the beginning teaches you how to play the game. But the game is not that hard. It really is not. Um, and everything that you would need to find is in um, is is online. So anything that you would need or that you're missing, you just find it online. It's super easy uh, to do. Um and uh, and yeah, I'm just really, I'm just really super enjoying just just playing the game. Um, so I would say if if you're just looking for a pretty good time waster that you just throw yourself into, uh, No Man's Sky is definitely definitely one that you want to do. I know it's coming to um, to Switch soon. And I think that's a perfectly good place to play it. Um, it's got hours and hours of content because you kind of make your own content. Plus, if you don't have anything else to do um, or you're not on, um, what is it? Uh, it's going to be uh, first um, uh, single player. The first, the the first couple of uh, until they get the patches on on Switch, so you can literally play it by yourself and and get a lot of stuff done before before they they, they bring in the multiplayer so um i it's a fun game i say definitely give it a try uh you can't miss out well you can miss out but but it's just one of those things where where it's just super fun so um yeah, definitely. i was trying to play it for a little bit uh on thursday during game night and uh i need to like get in more immersed into the actual um ins and outs of the game a little bit more on there so definitely i'm going to go back to expedition mode i think i was going to start a 
you know, because I played the game back in the day, you know, back in what, 2016, 2017, when the game initially came out. Yeah. And, um, you know, just happened not to really, uh, um, you know, play it for so long after all the upgrades and whatnot. And so a lot, a lot of the, like, you know, the GUI, the graphical interface is just way different from when the game initially was launched on there. Yeah, so. it's definitely, it's definitely, they definitely added a lot of new stuff into it. So, but yeah, that's all I've been playing. Uh, Joe, what have you been playing, buddy? Uh, no Man's Sky, of course. I played a little bit, like I mentioned. Um, st- still, I've been kind of tweaking my... Um, 48 inch OLED and so I've gotten some of the settings all dialed down and it seems like I'm still playing Astro's Playroom. I actually uh, got like all of the uh, trophies uh, unlocked as far as in the vending machine on there so I'm going to the last set of stages on there so it's been kind of pleasant just to play that and you know talk with you in the background Des or you know just like just throw it on it just seems like a good good like relaxing thing to do on there to be able to play that so i'm looking forward to getting to the end of that getting the platinum on there kind of moving on you know it's kind of funny that you know i've had a playstation 5 for well almost what two years now it's <laughs> i've completed that game and so i always enjoy playing that game but just never dedicated the time to really finish you know the stages on there so and you know i think listeners out there have, a, have played i know john bt has played it that the game's really short so so I definitely will get there, get that game completed. You know, even though I'm not competing, you know, at least I could talk about it in the Discord and uh, talk about, you know, my like, you know, trophy room. Or what, what's the bit called? This the trophies? What are you talking about? Yeah, completing games. I know you mentioned had something in last week's outline. Uh oh, we're talking. You're talking about the um. Oh God! I just had it up. It's the uh, roll credits. Yeah, roll credits. Uh, roll, yes. Yeah, okay. rolling credits thing. Yeah, you can definitely uh, do that. And uh, but we can't compete though. We, we can oh, I compete, know. I know. but we can't win anything. So no, I mean, I'm I'm just. I know you're trying to win stuff, but you, we can't win anything, Joe. So I I win by playing the games I own. So I'm, oh, I'm a winner. A winner is you. You get to enjoy the games you own. Yeah, we're all winners. Yeah, it's yeah. the Rolling Credits channel that I gotta post. I gotta create that channel. So. I'll do it right now. How about that? Rolling Credits. All right. Yeah, Rolling Credits. So, all right. Also played a little Valheim again with uh, Chase, Mister uh, ah. Crucial Chase. You know, so uh, you know, finally got the whole three screen, uh, massive PC like connections going. I was playing uh, Valheim on my OLED my 48 inch and uh it's uh, some good you know still you know it wasn't as uh like you know mega death <laughs> like it was the prior game night with chase and so we we're just like kind of chase was helping out by uh, kicking down some resources so i could upgrade some of my armor on there and went out and we were just uh we we're slaughtering some fools for resources so that's what we're doing you know so it wasn't as uh, crazy as going into the depths of the dungeons with the skeletons and just getting, you know, lambasted, you know. Well, that's good, at least. Yeah. More more of a, you know, a more casual playthrough on there. So, you know, it's all about Dark Souls Minecraft. Valheim right there. So. Valheim. 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 Love it. 
Yeah, and other than that, pretty much, uh, you know, I played a little bit of Tiny Tina, um, but not too much, and nothing to really talk about any further other than I'm still playing, and I still want to play it some more. So, you know, once everything kind of settles down here and I get the other TV taken care of and, you know, take care of my cat and all that wonderful stuff, I might have more time to dedicate to, to sit down and play on there. So we'll see. So that's it for me this week. Alrighty, well, for me, it's, I've been, haven't played too much. Um, this weekend, I've just been watching the EVO tournaments. Uh, that's pretty much all I've done this weekend, which is normally where I do most of my gaming, but it's just been, I've been watching the EVO. It's the first time, this their first time meeting in person in three years due to the pandemic. And... I got to say I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh, the reason I'm disappointed is because DNF Duel is not a part of EVO this year. And I I was th- I think I think that's um that game was was overlooked. Now what I'm hearing is that people are saying that DNF Duel wasn't part of EVO because of it came out too close to the event and that they couldn't properly plan. Mm -hmm. But then someone did some research and Samurai Showdown, the 2D slash 3D one, uh, that one came out two months before Evo. And DNF Duel came out later, further out from um, uh, Evolution's uh, uh, date. So... I don't know, but all I know is that that's really what I was really hoping to see. Um, I, if you listen to the show, I'm kind of uh, that DNF duel is kind of like my my fighting game jam right now. Uh, really, have been really enjoying the game and was really looking forward to seeing uh, some high level play, uh, particularly of the characters that I I'm, I use, but. It's not there. I don't know if maybe they they had some offstage tournaments going on. I would imagine they probably did. Um, I know Melty Blood Type Lumina was on the stage, and that was a great that was a great uh, that was a great set. I have Melty Blood. I've always wanted to get around to playing it. I never did. Uh, there's Melty Blood kind of is, there's a kind of a lot to it, but uh, and. Everybody's a monster when you play online. <laughs> in Melty Blood, there's, there are no, there are no noobs in Melty Blood. <laughs> Everybody's been playing that game for a long time, and they just bother you. But uh, that's another game I, I have, and I've had since it came out, but I haven't gotten around to playing it. But uh, just been enjoying the matches when I do, when I did sit down to play. Uh, it was Ghost of Tsushima. And uh, man, they, the the more I'm the the further along I get in the story, the more in love I fall with this game. Uh, character development, gameplay, combat mechanics. This game has has everything. Um, I when I compare it to what to the best games that I've played this year so far, when I look at you know, Horizon Forbidden West, which in my in my opinion was an excellent game. 
Um, when I stack it up against that, when I stack it up against, you know, the best that Naughty Dog has done, you know, Last of Us, Last of Us 2, um, it's it's right in there. It might actually surpass, in my opinion, Last of Us, the, the Last of Us series, simply because of the gameplay. Uh, the combat mechanics are absolutely fantastic. The different stances that take advantage of your enemy's weaknesses that you can can you can customize Jin to be more samurai organized or, or oriented or to being more stealth oriented, striking from the shadows or a mixture of both. I mean, it, and add on top of that, the character development, both of your allies and your enemies is just... It sucker punch is just off off the chain brilliant with this game. And it's a damn shame that I'm only getting around to playing it now. Uh because I was I was distracted by uh uh some gas games to my shame. I should have been playing I should have been playing this uh when it came out, but man. Gas games, are you talking about outriders by chance? Yeah. I don't care what they say. It's a gas game. Um, I Ghost Ghost is just absolutely phenomenal, and uh, Sucker Punch is definitely they're they're not just a top tier amongst Sony's uh, in-house studio developments, uh, in-house studios. They're top tier as far as the industry goes in my book. After just even after playing what I've played of Ghost, you know, they're they're naughty dog tier. They're right up there with them. The best just about the best in the business. So uh cannot sing the praises of Ghost of Tsushima any higher than I already have. Um and I have a feeling that I'm gonna be repeating a lot of this in future uh gaming vessels episodes as I approach the as I approach the end of the game uh, just absolutely amazing so that's basically all I have been up to well so, look forward to playing some DNF duel with me at least uh you know I told you guys um you know I've been waiting for target to kick me down the discounted copy and they canceled on me like I said last week but you know I'm ever the engineering type over here, so I wound up, uh, you know, during my week off of work, message target in chat, and they have mailed me a DNF dual copy, which I'm going to receive sometime this next week, so. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so if you want some scrub sport, there you go. <laughs> you know, you, you want to bring it back, like, you know, old school, you know, me coming over your house and whopping the floor. Uh, you know, me whopping the floor with you, ha ha ha. <laughs> I think we did okay, but I think you went you went one more than your fair share. So yeah. <laughs> now against Des, no, I, I wiped the floor with Des. So. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, that that'd be that'd be fun, most deaf. most. Deaf. And if you if you guys out there, if you're a spur, you know, kind of. Uh, uh, spurned on because of Evo this past weekend, and you want to play some fighting games with us? Definitely let us know. If it, definitely after watching Evo, if you happen to see any of the footage, if you happen to catch that flavor, you know, 
I'd be down to play some fighting games, get, get a gaming vessel scrub sport going on. So, indeed, indeed. So definitely want definitely want to encourage that. So that said, we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket, that being the main event. All right, Des, you got the mic, man. All righty. So uh, for this week's main event, uh came from our good friend Kevin, said, uh, when you're removing the social media aspect, do you think the console world wars between companies, i.e. Sega versus Nintendo, Sony versus Microsoft, etc., has resulted in a better product? Has it provided a clearer choice in your specific gaming decisions? So... Um, I think this is a very interesting uh, question, and I think that uh, I really want to open it up and and do it again for next week and try to try to ask people to get it because I think this is a very interesting question. The reason why I think this is because what we're talking about is brand loyalty, and when, in my opinion, and so when console when 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 you have a console war like you like you had with Sega versus Nintendo, Sony versus Microsoft, and etc. Uh, people start making um, taking sides, whether you're a Sony pony or a bot or a, a, a Sega nut. I don't know. I don't think Sega ever had one, but but uh, but I think that really kind of kind of I don't want to say it polarizes, but 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 sometimes it people want to take sides about it. I want to see, and I, and what Kevin was asking, if I'm correct, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin. Is 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 that did any of that have any ask? Did did that change anything, or, or was it just about, you know, the products that that they are bringing bringing out? Um, and then we had one person, and I'm gonna, I'm going to continue that question and really put it out there, and I want our listeners to really think about that. You know, did did the console wars then and now? Because there's still console wars going on. It's just a lot more. I don't want to say subversive, but or it's a lot more hidden. It's just because I don't think people are hidden, especially on um, social media. I think people are really vocal about their ideas and their thoughts about which company or which product or which you know company is is the best. And so, so again, you know, like the question is. You know, do you think that 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 it 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 pushed these companies to be better, to create better products? You know, and 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 in doing so, has that created, you know, in your mind a clearer choice? You know, when 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 buying the games, when buying systems, because you know, we've talked about it before, systems sell game. Uh, sorry, games sell systems. Um, so we wanted to ask that question again and really like we really want to challenge our listeners to really think about it, you know, and give us your and give us your answer about that. Um, Will D on Discord says definitely not only were are the console wars fun from an audience perspective, they most definitely resulted in a better product. And I really like to like Will D, I need to listen. I need to listen to our podcast and uh, thank you so much. But I want to say I, I, I want to ask you on this question: How, like, what better products did they did, did they create? Do you have a uh, a specific gaming, you know, um, uh, product? Whether it's a, whether it's a series of games or 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 an actual uh, console that that you think is is better because or, or because of this 
this this industry war that's going on. Because remember, uh, a company is only as good as its competitors. And I think sometimes when people get lax on their laurels, if they think they have no competition, competition breeds, you know, um, innovation. And I think, and and I, I know I'm going to open this up to the floor. I think that Nintendo, because Nintendo thinks that they are Nintendo, you know, ha ha, you know, big, big butt Nintendo, you know, they don't have to do that. I think Nintendo sometimes has these very big bridges and they're like, well, we're Nintendo. We've been along, we've been around since, for, since everybody. So we're, you know, people are just going to buy whatever we give them and that's it, you know? And, and I think that's the problem with Nintendo and some of the reasons why we haven't seen as much innovation from them. Because if you ask me, the Switch, I don't think that that could have been as, as innovative as it could have been, given the fact that it is still lacking behind, you know, in its technical department, in its battery life, um, in, 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 in its horsepower and how, it, and how it can actually run games, you know. So, so I, I'm interested, like, I, and I think we're all interested in this, you know. So I'm going to shoot it over to Kev because this is Kev's question. And I think Kev has a lot of stuff to say about this topic. So I really want to hear what you have to say, Kev. Well, I go I go back to the origins of console gaming. So I remember the George Plimpton in television commercials. You know, I, I didn't even know who George Plimpton was. I knew he was somebody either in acting or, or in some public sphere. But... They were basically saying, oh, we, you know, this is the difference between the Intellivision and the the big the big boy on the block, uh, what being the Atari 2600 or the VCS. And there was always this comparison, like this is baseball on Intellivision. This is baseball on the Atari 2600. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, George Plimpton was this had this British accent and he sounded authoritarian sounded like an expert on the subject he probably never picked up a controller in his life but for whatever reason mattel who who uh manufactured the intellivision uh chose him as the spokesperson for their marketing and i'll be darned if it didn't work i mean it, it was it was i can remember going to school and having like console debates with my friends, uh, some had, and again, it was kind of a, a limited discussion because I mean, those consoles were not cheap. Uh, they were not cheap in, in, in 1978 dollars. They were not cheap. Uh, games were not cheap <laughs> in 1978, 1979 dollars. And so I had a few friends that we would always meet up. A couple of them had in television like I did. More of them had the Atari 2600. And it was always a like debate over who had who which system was best. Now, come the weekend, we were all at each other's houses playing the games. You know, we weren't we weren't debating then. We were just playing games. We were just we were just talking smack uh friendly <laughs> in a friendly way uh during recess and i honestly think that this type of marketing 
uh, inst- constitutes a better product. And honestly, I think ColecoVision came in uh, a, a year or two later and put in their 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 console war marketing was subversive as as all get out. Because they also made games for the other platforms. You could get a Coleco version of Zaxxon made for Intellivision. Could make get the Coleco a version of Zaxxon for the for the Atari, and you could get the Coleco version of Zaxxon for their own system, the ColecoVision. Their marketing, I don't care what anybody says. They made those games on those other platforms ridiculously horrible I'm, i mean absolutely terrible and it made the ColecoVision version shine all the brighter because their their marketing hook was you know we bring the arcade home because that was arcades were big big business uh going come going out of the 70s into the 80s uh just before the crash Industrial sabotage. Uh, it was, dude. It, I have a copy of Coleco uh, Donkey Kong for the Intellivision. Absolute. Look it up on YouTube. It, absolute trash, man. In comparison to the pack-in Donkey Kong game for the ColecoVision, which was the closest thing you were going to get to arcade perfect. At that point, at least, uh, at least uh, be until the eight-bit Nintendo came out, and then they they started bringing their uh, arcade ports to the system. You know, the Genesis does what Nintendo don't. I mean, how many how many of us even really know what blast processing is or was? <laughs> you know, hey, it makes Sonic run faster. Uh, okay, <laughs> but what else? What is this? I think a lot some of it is some of it is marketing gimmickry. I think I think we we found that out when we started talking about teraflops. But I think teraflops spawned from terms like blast processing in the 90s when when we had the Genesis and the SNES uh going going back and forth. So I honestly think we get a better product. I honestly think the customer is able to make a more uh, concerted decision for their purchase, for their uh, uh, a better informed purchasing decision. Now, maybe not so much today because a lot of it has a lot of it is is. There's a lot of funkiness that goes that that that's going on that that maybe wasn't uh, at the forefront back in the day, but back in the day, okay, I like arcade games. I live in the arcade. I would love to play those play these games at home. The ColecoVision was the was the console you needed because that that's what its brewer's bread and butter was bringing those arcade games home in a really respectable uh really respectable ports for the time so if you were into arcade games that's what you ate slept and and breathed then the ColecoVision was for you and television was for you if you liked 
a little bit more complexity in your gaming. Uh, if you didn't mind a control that that punished you every time you picked it up, and you wanted a variety of games that you know were not necessarily in the arcade, but were unique and unique in and of themselves. Uh, I can think of like Space Battle, which I came to find out was supposed to be Battlestar Galactica. And when you look at the um, the art for that game, it's Cylon Raiders and Colonial Vipers all day, every day. I, I don't know exactly why that deal fell through, but that game was supposed to be Battlestar Galactica. And it, and it, and it would have been a great uh, marketing uh, product for both for for that series i think i i think that that's definitely a missed opportunity but i you know if so if you like games like that the intellivision was for you or if you just liked just the overwhelming amount of of games in a library that you could choose from some of them were good some of them not so good then if you just liked options Hey, I could get arcade ports. Hey, I could get, you know, original content. Hey, I could get, um, you know, games like uh, 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 Star Raiders, you know, uh, with these special controllers. You had to have the keypad to punch in your your space coordinates and whatnot. I, I mean, th then that was, if you just like variety of choice, then the 2600 was for you. Um I think the marketing and the console warring uh, back then, I think actually informed the customer. I think it changed in the 90s into buzzwords, which really didn't mean anything. And uh, I think now there really isn't, I think it was Kyle, it's a lot like what you were saying uh, a little bit earlier, Des, it's a lot of, of brand loyalty, which, and brand loyalty in 2022 terms is an emotional collect connection. It's yeah. not, it's not really based in this Agreed. product does this for me. And that's why I like it. It's, I have attached some sort of self self worth to this product manufactured by a multi-billion dollar company and that is why it is important to me completely different than what it was back in the day in my opinion so that's kind of where i fall on that so on that cool yeah just to pick up your points i mean uh you know there's no advertising you know Xbox is better than PlayStation or PlayStation is better than Xbox because all the people online do that. They do that for, for them. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> and I, I could see like, you know, your Mike Abaras and you know, Aaron Greenberg's of the world, you know, kind of playing along with it a little bit. You know, there's a little bit of, you know, playful competition, but, you know, you'll see Phil and, you know, Shu and, uh, you know, whoever else, you know, Jim Ryan. Now, Jim Ryan's not as much as like, say, uh, uh, the prior Sony executives in the past or whatnot, but, uh, you know, got to hand it to, like, uh, Adam Boys and uh, Shu with the whole, like, you know, plugging away about the, uh, you know, 
this is this is how you uh, borrow a video or borrow a game on PlayStation 4 kind of thing back in the day. So, you know, I that yeah, just like what you said, that was like from back in the day. That was that was like an 80s maybe oh, that was a like 90s 2013. So yeah, I, I think but I mean that 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 reminded me of something that you might see from an 80s or maybe an uh, 90s marketing thing it wasn't you know it, it wasn't what what the the fanboys do online it was just hey this is this is what they've stated and this is how our product is better for those of you who care about this aspect of trading or uh you know trading your game, sharing your game, selling your games, that type of thing. Very found, interesting. Yeah, I found it, it like also too, like, you know, you you kind of see all these wannabes wanting a little, little slice of that action, like uh, like Atari Jaguar, like their campaign was all based on saying that they're 64-bit versus 32-bit and trying to prove that they were like, you know, superior to both Genesis and Super Nintendo, you know, and... <laughs> Is never going to pass a sniff test. I could tell you that right now, you know, and I think everyone knew that marketing campaign was just, you know, just that it's just like a really crappy marketing campaign. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, seeing like, you know, God, God bless NEC and the turbo graphics 16, but, uh, you know, they were better off maybe releasing, uh, the PC engine in the West as the PC engine and just letting it go as is. Cause you know, you got to see a lot of like advertisements in game magazines back in the nineties with like Johnny Turbo and talking about like the the I think what they call Sega they call it like uh, like uh, Faka like they were like fake <laughs> Faka <basically. laughs> it was a, it was something ridiculous you know oh, Lord you, you really. Know. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, look, Johnny Turbo is like this, like, uh, like kind of uh, dude bro, like bearded, like you know, bear looking guy with a backwards baseball cap, and it's just really bad. So. Yeah, I think I remember that. And you're just kind of like, well, okay, whatever you want. It's like you know, uh, I, I hate to say, it, but NEC and Turbo Graphics, even though those games they imported from Japan were pretty good. Uh, they, they're like, you know, both them and Jaguar, Atari Jaguar get the uh, participation trophy of the console wars, basically. Mm. So there you go, buddy. You know, I love my turbo graphics and my PC engine on there, but there was greater games in Japan that never made it their way over the games that did though are great. So, and, you know, it's just funny to see the console wars, uh, like, Kev said from way back when. I mean, I followed the industry pretty much since I was 10 years old. I was subscribing to game magazines back then, even when I was a, a wee lad and uh, following the industry a bit. And so back then, I it was a point that I couldn't own multiple consoles because I was 10. You know, so yeah, my dad, my dad would be like, you know, keeping the box and and packaging it all up, taking it back to Sears, returning it, get the full cash, even though I used it for a year and a half, and <laughs> trade up to get another console instead and do it that way. So, mm. your dad, you got to experience it all. Yep, you know it. Yeah, so. Got that. I upgraded from 2600 to ColecoVision, and from ColecoVision, I, being an Atari fanboy at the time, upgraded to 5200, and I regret that very, very much. So, 
I don't know if you messed with a 5200 back in the day, Kev, but uh... I believe I pl- I played on a friend's 5200. Uh, I was I if I'm remembering correctly, that's the one that had it had the uh, like the key the keypad with a joystick mounted at the top of the keypad, right? If Correct. That's, that's was, how the was, controller was. It was a like. loosey goosey joystick. It was very yeah, I was. <laughs> I was very, and it was, I, yeah, I, I had a friend named Jason who had had one, and I was kind of scared to really get into the game. I don't even remember what game I was playing because I didn't want to, I felt like I was going to break that thing if yeah. I moved it too far. And so, I, you know, I didn't want to be the one to, to break his console. So I, you know I spent more time worrying about whether or not you know, are we going to be friends by the time I leave this guy's house? <laughs> Just because I didn't want to break his controller. So, yeah, I that's what I remember, the flimsiness of that controller. All right. Yeah, yeah any more you yeah. Any more to add, uh, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, just console wars. You know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, no, but I do you s- think? Do you think they give? Did you think that it resulted in a better product? You know, and um, and, and um, do you have a clearer choice now since it? I mean, because it's it's all, it's ever going. You know, there was the large one, and there's probably been, you know, another one after that. But but since then, because you have been, you know, this kind of since you've been there from the beginning, and 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 are such a font of knowledge about this, you know, like has this has it had any effect on you you know it just depends if you want to say if these console manufacturers these major companies dictate their moves depending on what their competition is doing versus what they want to do and what their vision is on here and you know in a perfect world i say i would rather them innovate because they want to innovate, not because they want to one-up their competition, even though I know that's part of the whole uh, MO as far as wanting to you know, be better than the, what's out there in the marketplace, per se. You know, you look at someone like Nintendo. Nintendo, pretty much, I'm sure they care about their competition, but at the same time, they don't give a flying rat's ass either because, you know, they're doing their own thing and following their own, you know, kind of modus operandi a bit they know what they need to do to make themselves some cash and bring out some games and continue to be nintendo so you know you could see kind of both sides of that coin on there it just depends as far as the perception and whatnot you know xbox from like last gen with xbox one and the tv 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 obviously they had to kind of make amends in the marketplace and kind of look at PlayStation 4 is being kind of something to compete with and what they wanted to do to get their individualized vision of gaming per se. So, and now, you know, because of the fact that they came correct with the series, even though we know we talk about the lack of games (laughs) for the series console, you know, the hardware is actually pretty decent. So on there and whether they're going to execute or not on that that's all the thing in a nutshell and that depends on their game pass and how that's going to roll out but uh and then you see sony you know they kind of picked up the ball and you know you think sony would ever came out with playstation plus extra if it wasn't for games pass i don't think so i don't think they would have touched nothing so you see where things kind of come into play a bit so no i I totally agree i totally agree uh but for you 
do the you? The other thing, oh, oh I'm sorry. sorry, I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, real ahead. quick. The other thing we have to remember is that what was different in the console wars from back in the day is that not only do you have people that are emotionally attached to this, you have people that are willing to outright, outright lie on the product that they don't like and pass it off as gospel. And it happens, it happens on both sides, you know, of whatever console of, of this current generation. Yeah. You have people, uh, as, as Polterock <laughs> calls them, doing, you know, nonprofit work, just making shit up mm. and passing it on. And, and they, because their YouTube videos have a high level of production, they come off as these uh, industry insiders. And they're really not. They're just people that just make crap up and lie and they are the end but the sad part is that particularly microsoft and you know i i have to say it microsoft has has given these guys the keys to the kingdom Phil is in their is in their is in their gaming chats because they always talk about hey phil joined us in and playing Halo over the weekend, isn't that cool? Uh, he's flying them out for dinner. He's having them host their shows. They they respond to them on Twitter. And that's the biggest problem because it's one thing if it, it would be one thing if they were saying, hey, this is, you know, if they were talking about actual facts. But it's something else when they completely make crap up. And that's the thing that I don't like about. And it makes the person who's maybe just trying to make the the best decision for their family makes it harder for them if they don't follow this stuff. Like uh like you know, the hardcore does. It makes it harder for them to make an informed decision if they're going to the so-called insiders and 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 you know the the game chair mafia folks and the you know my YouTube videos and YouTube podcasts have this high level of production and I sound like an authority so I pass myself off as an authority because I can tell you that there's that the Xbox One X has hidden ability to make it equivalent to a uh, GTX 1080 Ti, or or, or whatever uh, the, you know the nonsense that was spouting uh, during that generation and has continued to spout in this generation is absolutely ridiculous. So it's different because you have people that are willing to lie and pass it off as valid information, and that's sad. Yeah, that's definitely. Well, I know to <clears throat> go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to get back to, I think you initially were going to ask me whether uh, the back and forth has influenced my purchasing decisions or thoughts about that. Is that kind of what you were that trying is, to ask me? That is correct. Yeah. And to me, I have preferences, but if like per se tomorrow Xbox comes out and announces a bunch of games that 
kind of are in my wheelhouse, you know, like a new Monster Hunter exclusive for the platform or certain genres or game types that I like, I'm all for it. I knew, but, uh, you know, I have preferences and obviously, I mean, I don't own, you know, multiple PlayStations for no reason. I prefer to play on that platform. But, you know, it just depends if the other side wants to, you know, win me over or, you know, figure out on coming out with games that I particularly like and enjoy. I don't care where I, I get. <laughs> I want I want to eat. I don't care, you know, which chef is cooking, cooking the goods, you know, obviously Chef PlayStation. I'm a fan of um, Chef Xbox, maybe less, less, a little lesser that, but you know, if they're willing to cook me a good meal, as long as it's not some grounded, some like microwave, like you know, honey, <laughs> <or something>, kids. <laughs> mm. Mm. Nah, but I totally hear you. So yeah. Um, well, I do think this is a really good conversation. Thank you, Will D, for responding. Um, I will say that we are definitely going to. Uh, uh, like I said before, we're going to uh, keep this one open for one more week because we really want uh, the rest of uh, our listeners to really, you know, think about this. You know, has has your <clears throat> excuse me, like has your you know has has these wars, these console wars, you know, uh, resulted in a better product, and um, has has it provided you a clearer choice in your specific gaming decisions we really want to hear that because i think there's a lot of meat on this bone you know and it's going to cause you to really kind of have to think about your preferences and your and your thoughts around you know uh these games that we that we play you know and i think sometimes we don't you know take the opportunity to really have a, a conversation about that and i think it's very i think it's a very interesting conversation to have so uh so yeah so we're gonna keep that one open for the next uh for the next uh week so please respond we'd love to have a better you know longer conversation about this you can definitely come to our discord uh, and talk about it with us as well uh kev's gonna give a shout out at the end how you can do that so uh so yeah so that's it for me and with that i'm gonna turn it over to the jabroni chief with the jabroni gaming news Thank you, thank you, sir. All right, so yeah, there is some news we like to discuss, and just like we talked about in the opening of the show, it's a lot of stuff about Evolution Fighting Championships, of course, Evo on here. So there's a lot of news kind of bring it up with that. So let's go ahead and kind of cover all the greatest comings and goings if needed. So uh, SNK has announced... A rollback netcode to Samurai Showdown in spring 2023. Uh, they are coding up with the code Mystics to implement rollback netcode, which is going to be based on the existing netcode used for King of Fighters 15. Uh, they said they're going to update uh, Samurai Showdown for both Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC and via the Epic Game Store on there. I believe they mentioned that it the rollback netcode is not coming to the Switch version of Samurai Showdown. So roll a tear out for you, us uh, Hohamaru Onin, loving Switch owners that want to play Samurai Showdown on your uh, uh, 
720p platform of choice, but uh, you're going to have to get with a big boy console (laughs) to be able to play uh, some Samurai Showdown online with that rollback netcode on here. I'm kind of curious myself. I know I've I've bought like Samurai Showdown for both PlayStation and Xbox. Xbox does have a um, next gen exclusive on the on the system right now. As far as for the game, uh, they came out with a, like 120 frames per second mode for Samurai Showdown that was supposedly worked really well. The problem is, is no one's playing it because it's on <laughs> the Xbox, unfortunately. So mm. I'm hoping that they uh, open up like you know uh, crossplay uh, with the game, and you know along with this rollback netcode. Then from there, or, you know, talk about maybe bringing up that 120 frames a second mode over the PlayStation, at least, because, you know, there was a recent like 1440p uh, firmware update for PlayStation 5 on there. And so I think, uh, you know, you might get some more love for this game moving forward. I, you know, have you tried Samurai Showdown, Kev? I have not tried. I have not played it. I've seen it. I'm I'm sorry. I don't like the way those models look. Those character models look. I'm I'm Team Sprite all the way. I wish SNK had. I wish that game had the the look of at least King of Fighters 15. The one that's out now. They just they 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 just don't look right. They. they you know, I know 3D is how everybody's going and that the days of, you know, uh, hand-drawn art, unless you're unless you're working for uh, Atlas, thank God for Atlas, um, you know, they're the only game in town that's doing something like that, but I just could not get into the way the characters looked. I might so give I, it a I, shot. I didn't, I didn't even bother. And I, I saw some things about how the gameplay about the gameplay like there's a move that you can do like at any time it takes like 50 60 percent health if you connect <laughs> so it sounds like samurai showdown like samurai showdown four or five to me yeah i'm like, like... <laughs> uh, i've heard of you know you know comeback me- mecha- uh, mechanics and mechanisms but come on yeah that it reminds me because Playing Samurai 4 and 5, especially, because Samurai 1 and 2 were kind of okay, but I know Samurai 4 and 5, for this particular, some moves take out a good old chunk of that life bar, so. Yeah, so I'm like, but, eh. You know, if, if you're up to for some company, or if you want to come over here maybe one day, maybe we could play some Samurai Showdown and both get our impressions of it, so. Yeah, yeah, because I have not played the game, I've just watched so I'm, 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 you know, I can't even call what I'm saying an impression. It's just a, a, a perception that that's, yeah. that would be a better description of what I'm saying. My perception and of it. Is not I know great. that I would love maybe if next time you're over Des, you could bust out. Cause you know, we have some good, great Samurai Shodan memories from back in the day. I mean, that's how we met for God's sake. Yeah, so. I'd be willing <laughs> to do that. Definitely. So. I'll be even willing if you, if it's any good, maybe to you know, see if you want to pick up a copy and we could play online. So we'll have to mm-hmm. see. So, all right. Well, and the next thing, um, if you haven't caught on, uh, f- K 
King of Fighters 15 announced some new stuff, and this includes Team Pass 2. Team Pass 2 is going to include Team Awaken Orochi, which comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow it includes both, uh, looks like here, I'm trying to get the characters, but of course the article is not mentioning it. Scroll it's down. Orochi Krish, Orochi Shermi, and Orochi. Uh, gosh, I can't remember. He's he's the he's the the Mister No Shirt. Uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, I'll get the information. In a second, this is live, live in the direct. The Yashiro, I think, is, or Kashiro. Yashiro or Kashiro, I think, is his name. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's uh, Yashiro, Shermi, yeah. and Orochi Chris. Yeah, all the Orochis on here. So that is coming tomorrow. Sorry for the dropping the ball there. Of course, they announced kind of out of the blue. Team Samurai coming to King of Fighters, which was kind of crazy in a way, but that includes my boy Hoamaru, Nakaruru, and Darley Dagger from the uh, Samurai Showdown most recent Samurai Showdown, so, you know, whether you call it Darley Dark, Darley Dagger <laughs> on there. So uh, they're all coming to King of Fighters. Imagine Hoamaru and King of Fighters. What do you guys feel about that business? So. I'd play it. I think I've you. I think they listened. pulled this in 14, too. Yeah, Nakaruru was definitely in, in uh, King of Fighters 14. So, Which, in my uh, opinion, uh, does not make a whole lot of... I, I mean... I guess you could, uh, uh, okay, making sense in a game in which people throw fireballs at each other. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, like, I, I, if I'm remembering correctly in the, in, if it, if in the Orochi storyline from the prior King of Fighters, there is like a time thing that uh, the, uh, the, the Orochi demon can do, puts you in a different, dimension in time so i guess it could kind of sort of make sense how samurai showdown characters could be in a kof game but at the same time i i kind of wish that they would that those characters were were not included there's a lot of kof characters that those three spots could have been given to that have not been represented and represented in 15 yet. Um, there's some fatal fury characters that, you know, have not been represented in KOF 15 yet. I think that spot would probably be, be better represented by putting those characters in, you know, I'm like well, I'm thinking like Bob Wilson, Chen Sinzan, you know, I know Kim is coming and uh uh um uh, Shiku, uh the the Shingo. Shingo. Kim is coming and yeah. Shingo, but you know we'd like to check out Bob and so. Chang, you know, too. Well, Bob and Chang might might be coming too, but it might be coming to another game, but we'll get to that in a sec. But uh any uh, love for King of Fighters, Des? I know you know you're not really been into fighting games as of late, but uh, does this entice you possibly to fire it up or maybe check it out? Oh, well, I always have love for for fighting games. It's just I just can't I can't I can't online. There's just too many savages ooh, on these games. So no, I can't 
that just seems so frustrating to me. So I will definitely come in here and I'll mollywop you, but I ain't trying to mollywop these kids out. Mm, no, thank you, no, man. If, if you got if you got like a like a online room, private room with me, you and some other folks, maybe something that would entice I mean, you possibly. Okay, okay, that's different. Like if it was just like if we had, you know, us together hanging out, you know, kicking it, that's different. You know, but just to go on and start, you know, just doing stuff. Nah, I, I, I can't. I can't do that. I will. I will get so destroyed. It will not even be funny. I'd be calling like mercy. No, don't hurt me. No, please. No, please. I'm sorry. No, don't hurt me. No, no. Mm-mm. Not going to happen, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> but if, but seriously, though, but if you if you get a room together and it's like you, me, Kev and some other people that I know. And we can try yeah. to recreate something from like you know neon, then then yeah, that's that that's different. That's different. Yeah. But I'm just not gonna play with some randos because they will manhandle me, and, and I'll just I will never feel good about myself after that. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Have me all sad over here. Mm. Nope. No, thank you. No, thank you, sir. Well, mm-hmm. this next game might entice you to come out and play, possibly. And uh, this was kind of teased earlier today, but uh, SNK producer uh, Yas- Yasuki Oda announced a new Fatal Fury Garo title is in development. So, so they did have a little teaser trailer, uh, which features Rock Howard as the returning protagonist in the uh, Garo Mark of the Wolves sequel. They did share some key art in the teaser trailer on there. So, you know, I'm all down for some new Fatal Fury. It looks like you see a little montage of Billy Kane in the background on there. I can't pick up who the other character's shadow is in the background, but... Uh, it could be you know. Kane, um, the end boss in uh, Mark of the Wolves. I want to call him again. I want to say it was Kane. Yeah, it was Kane, because the guy you fought before was Grant. He was that big buff guy yeah. with no shirt. I, it looks that's like pretty, it could be Kane. That's pretty dope, actually. Like, I might have to go back for that one. But again, I would be, I would be, um, I, I would need to be playing with other people. Yeah, I, I did, I did backflips in my soul when I saw that come up. Because for, you know, for those who don't know, I mean, Street Fighter was always fun, but I love Fatal Fury. I, 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 that was my fighting game of preference back in the arcades. Never really got to fight many people because everybody was on Street Fighter and nobody was playing Uh, Fatal Fury. (laughs) So, you know, I spent all my time fighting the computer, but I, 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 I liked the characters. I liked the, you know, the the this this fictional '90s, early '90s South Town, you know, backdrop that all this nonsense took take took place in. It was just so '90s, you know. And I'm even though I was born in the, in the '70s, I feel like a child of the '90s because that's I think that's really where I, you know. I matured as a person <laughs> or whatever that, however that, however that means. Uh, 
I just, I was just happy to see that. I was really happy to see that. So I will be eagerly anticipating any information about this game leading up to its, uh, to the time where I can purchase it day one upon its release. Yeah. I mean, I hope they go back to, you know, at best maybe real bout or, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, prior fatal fury games, uh, real bout two on there that they take some characters from there and be a, just a big, like love letter to the fatal fury series. And then no, real bout would be dope. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see like Sokaku and Bob and you know, uh, God. I'd like to see the Han twins. Fu. Yeah. Hanfu, yeah, you know. And, and the thing is that those characters could cross over to KOF, you know, instead of anyway. These goofy, goofy <laughs> like new characters. No, instead instead of like. Samurai Showdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that would be an awesome um, kind of like internal marketing thing. You know, oh, yeah, I remember playing Ching and Bob and, you know, all these people in in prior Final Fight games. Oh, it's cool. They're in, they're in KOF, which, you know, KOF built its a lot of its 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 roster was based off fatal fury characters so you know anyway <laughs> all right and then other fighting game news of course uh, you know you can't be left behind without your rollback net code so uh, all of the sudden publisher atlas and developer arc system works have released Shadow dropped even rollback netcode for both the PlayStation 4 and PC versions of Persona 4 Arena Ultimax on here. So, of course, the rollback netcode helps online matches as smooth as possible on here. For the PC version, you do have to opt into the beta branch in Steam on there. But on PlayStation, it is live and direct for people out there that want to play that game on there. So... So, uh, Kevin, I don't know if you, I think you mentioned previously that you're not going back to playing Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. No, I I couldn't get into the in the mechanics. It is a complex fighting game. It is not Blaze Blue complex, but it is still complex. And my old man mind and my old man reflexes could never get the the mechanic the mechanics of this game down. Did it, it just couldn't you know you're you're in essence controlling two characters it's almost like um it's almost like uh oh gosh what's that uh uh joe star what's his name you know in that series so uh talking uh, uh about jojo yeah joe it's almost like a jojo's game because each character your your persona is can come out and some of the characters can control their persona and you can control the main character on the field at the same time. And I, yeah, I seems confusing. It is. It it was for me, but then I'm an old dude with bad reflexes. So (laughs) take that for what it's worth. But uh, I know my nephew, my, my nephew EJ was, was excited about it because he's, he's got persona four, Ultramax on uh, PC, and he's been enjoying it. 
Well, EJ, if you're listening, definitely let us know if this game's up to snuff because it's something, uh, you know, I can't, can't be all eating all these good fighting games, you know, I'll have to take one at a time, but I'm uh, kind of curious about this one, so. And speaking of rollback netcode, another fighter announced rollback netcode over the weekend. So during the uh, Dragon Ball Fighters tournament, they announced in EVO 2022 that uh, they are bringing rollback netcode to Dragon Ball Fighters on here. So, and that's going to be coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S and PC versions. They are working on a, a next gen version of this game on here they are done with the game though there's no more content that is dropping and they did state that their latest uh, balancing patch is going to be the last patch for the game so they're not working on doing any more balancing with the game proper on there but uh, they did state that for owners of the playstation 4 version of dragon ball fighters you'd be able to upgrade uh, and get the playstation 5 uh, version of the game on there i'm at Pretty sure it's probably going to be a free upgrade. Uh, they mentioned that the Xbox Series X and S versions are going to follow the quote-unquote smart delivery on there. So to be able to get the uh, proper series versions of that game as well on there. So and uh, we'll have to take a look to see uh, you know, how this game is going to bust out on PlayStation 5, Series X and S. And they're probably going to be keep an eye on this thing because i don't think this series is done for for sure i think you know whatever content or anything that they're going to be working on for the game moving forward is probably going to be incorporated into a sequel to this game so and by getting this next gen version out they probably are buying themselves some time to kind of gestate that game a bit so so any thoughts kev i mean you down to maybe play uh, dragon ball fighters on your ps5 uh yes and no um i got i i'm a dragon ball fanatic i'm a well probably fanatic is the wrong word because i only watch the the dubbed (laughs) shows i don't really like the the japanese voices in the game that much for the characters i guess it's just what i'm used to but i don't know i think dragon ball one of the prior patches that they did really made the roster the the uh, more of the roster you know contenders but i feel they really really messed up when they came out with lab coat i mean they made they made lab coat so freaking strong that Every every match you play on, whether it's online, whether you're watching competitive, you know, high level play, it's lab coat and a fusion, lab coat and a fusion. And I think that last patch that they did really did a disservice to not only, you know, fans of the game, but, you know, for people like me that. You know, I kind of I kind of like uh, Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta, and I kind of like Piccolo, and I kind of like uh, you know Teen Gohan. I kind of like you know a whole a whole bunch of, other, of these other characters on the roster. And when they Just came out down. with Lab Coat, when they came out Just... with Lab Coat, who's who has a special 
that literally debuffs you to the point that a special that would normally be taking you out can, it doesn't matter whether it's against her or another member of her team, you will not be able to, to, to beat them. You'll have to, you know, it's almost like unless you're, you're at, at a pixel, at a pixel's breadth from a KO, you have to hit them with two specials as opposed to just one. And I'm being, I'm being a little, I'm using some hyperbole there, but a lot of hyperbole actually, but lab coat is just insane insanely powerful and i you know and now when you watch like i watch i i i lost interest in evo because everybody was using lab coat and effusion lab coat and gogeta lab coat and vegeto sometimes it was lab coat vegeto and gogeta and, and gogeta it's it, it was it was like they were they went back to where they were, you know, maybe three patches ago when everybody was using the same characters because they were so strong or they worked in in tandem with certain members of of the roster it ridiculously well. So, you know, that that so I'm a little bit I'm I'm kind of uh, uh disappointed in that. Now they're supposed to be have debuffed lab coat you know, or, 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 you know, or uh, reduced the effectiveness and taken a lot of things away. But, you know, the, the damage is already done because they also buffed the fusion. So it's just, you're kind of sort of back in the same spot, in my opinion. You know, I, I still have the game. I still like the game. I don't really know what a because of the graphic style that fighters utilizes i don't know why you need a ps5 series x or series systems version because i don't really see how it could look any better probably just going to be back-end stuff rollback net code uh probably um, rollback net code on the ps4 and xbox uh, one versions I'm not sure why they're not doing that, to tell you guys honest truth on there. You know, I know that the, the big to-do, especially in the roll-up to EVO, was trying to lessen the amount of uh, frame delay with PlayStation 5 because it seems like there's something built in the OS that is uh, causing some uh, delay on the PlayStation 5 versus the PlayStation 4. So on there and i'm not sure if maybe this is something where they're going to package up dragon ball fighters into a new retail product and sell it for an x amount with all the characters included so that's almost i'm almost i guarantee that they're going to release a new retail version of this game and that's probably the reason why they're bringing it mm. they're only going to bring it up for the modern current consoles and pc so I'm kind of curious just to dabble with it, you know. I just took a look, and it's like I think 6.99 used at a GameStop, and so it's like you know I think that might be worth this with just the standard roster to kind of doink around with a little bit, you know. I don't know mm -hmm. what your opinion of is it worth worth the seven dollar Make It Holla special? Yeah, I mean it's don't get me wrong, it's a fun game. I like it. I like it. A, you know, I liked it a lot. Now that I have a hitbox, I can actually do you know, a lot of the stuff <laughs> that I couldn't do before because I could execute my moves better. 
particularly I'm thinking of the instant air dash, which I cannot do on a, on a, on an arcade stick. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, for me, you know, when you go online, you're going to, you, you get ready to fight lab coat, Gogeta <laughs> and Vegito. I mean, it, you know, it is what it is, you know. That sign, <laughs> it is what it is. That yeah. sign was very telling, Kev. <laughs> I'm going to wait for the rollback Neko because I want to make sure my moves are accurately depicted by the game. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and that, don't get me wrong, that's fair. That's absolutely fair when you're talking about uh, playing online. You, you definitely want as close to the offline experience as you can get. And right now that is going, that is going to be a uh, roll, roll back equipped online fighting games. So I get, I have no problems with that. It's just that am I, do I feel like going into this game and fighting, you know, all those fusions and lab coats because they haven't nerfed her actual moves, her her, her, her move sets, and I know I'm talking way too much about this game right now, but her move sets are are just her regular specials are ridiculous, you know. So I don't know. Uh, I I may just wait until they get give me fighters too, which I'm fairly certain that it they're working on it in some capacity. Oh wow! I know on the PlayStation Store you could get the version with uh, eight more characters for like fourteen bucks, so mm-hmm. might be worth it. Maybe I'll get this lab coat character and get good. Get good. Get so. good. Well, you know it's funny because before lab coat came out, everybody was was mad about um, Ultra Instinct Goku, and you know it's like you know select Ultra Instinct to win. You know, the lab coat says, hold my beer. Ah. <laughs> you, know, just, you know, and I'm and I and again, I'm using a great deal of hyperbole there as well. But it's just ridiculous. You know, look at at go on YouTube and look up high level lab coat play and you'll you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It, it's it's nuts. I heard lab coat was banned in some tournaments, actually. So they lifted the ban. Uh, they lifted the ban. Oh, yeah, okay. the ban was lifted, and as when they did that, because a lot of when lab coat came out, a lot of people, all your pro players, built their teams around lab coat because they saw how ridiculously overpowered she was. So it's like, oh well, her specials go well with Vegito's Captain Sword and. You know, wow, you know, just about every every mix-up that uh, Gogeta does plays well with, with her with her special moveset. So that's why in in top eight Evo this year, you saw a lot of Vegito's, Gogeta's, Gogeta's, and Lab Coats in the top eight. In fact, I think that's the team that won. You know they were using they were using they were using that. So if Talk I'm not lab coats, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, I didn't mean to talk so much about that. Oh, it's okay. It's all good. 
All right, next news story, still Evo-themed. Um, arcade 1UP announced a new arcade cabinet that they're bringing out. They are bringing out the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 Arcade 1UP cabinet on here. So uh, for you to be able to purchase this thing, this thing is very beautiful, and it includes a lot of those wonderful Marvel Capcom-inspired titles. It includes Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Marvel vs. Capcom 1, the original Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel Super Heroes, X-Men Children of the Atom, remember that bad boy, mm-hmm. X-Men Mutant Apocalypse, Marvel Super Heroes, and the War of the Gems. So all those games are available on this cab. And lo and behold, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 features online play via Wi-Fi, so you're able to actually play online matches using the cabinet <laughs> on there. So That's wild. Me, it is wild on here. I know Justin Wong was posting on Twitter that he had been working with uh, Arcade 1UP on this, and uh, you know it does come with a, a riser as well, a Marvel vs. Capcom 2 riser on there and exclusive panel art on there so this is for usa and canada only on here and includes all those games and you know i think with every arcade one up uh, that's out there i mean you good bad and different we'll have to see uh, how well this is on there and we'll see how much it actually costs on there i know that there's no cost involved but i'm assuming it's kind of probably at least be 399 499 on there so we'll have to see you know a lot of people are saying marvel versus capcom 2 has been freed you know because of the fact that you cannot play it on any modern console and because of licensing that's in effect this is the way to do it so mm-hmm. so what you guys is uh you're gonna ready to bust out and get your first arcade one up kid if i had it, a right? place to put it if i had a place to put it i would probably buy this one if I had a place to put it, I just don't have a place for it. They actually have uh, on Arcade One Up's website right now. They have a Marvel versus Capcom head-to-head arcade table, a cocktail table with uh, uh, Marvel versus Capcom on there. So it's Marvel Superheroes X-Men versus Street Fighter, Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter, and the first Marvel versus Capcom on there for only four hundred dollars. So <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. It's, it's a cocktail table, so, you know. Well, we'll have to see. It's kind of cool that, you know, I need they need to really definitely get this out on a collection for modern consoles and just do it. But we'll have to see what the holdup is with Marvel. If Marvel's willing to allow a arcade one-up, I think they should be able to allow it for a platform or two. But, you know, I think the rub is the licensing, so. Yeah, it it would be interesting to, you know, you have people balking at, you know, I don't want to pay $70 for this game. The marketing involved in getting a game like this out to rate to, to current gen, you, you'd be, people would be paying more than they'd be willing to pay for an old fighting game. I would think so. Well, you know, let the market dictate. I mean, if, if they want to pay those licensing fees and bring this out for a, a nominal price, uh, let it come out. Let the people get what they want, you know. So, mm. 
And then last but not least, this wasn't related to Evo, but kind of something that was interesting to me, at least, fighting game related, you know, keeping the theme in the news this week. Uh, but uh, Three Goo and Dimps have announced a arcade fighting game. The Rumblefish 2 is going to be coming out uh, for uh, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, Series X and S, and PC via Steam. On here, this is the first time this game has been released to worldwide markets outside of Japan. On there, they are adding English, Spanish, Portuguese, and all sorts of languages on here, and uh, also buffing up the game, including uh, adding six, 16 by 9 support, rollback netcode, everyone's favorite practice mode, and a gallery mode on here. And uh, I know me and you, Kev, we played Rumblefish 1 back in the day. I had it on uh, import for PS2. Believe I don't know if you remember playing that or not. Yeah, so. I remember. I remember. I don't remember much about the roster. I just remember the name. Yeah, it kind of has some memories for me a little bit because of the fact that this was a game that I originally played uh, in Japan when I took my uh, one and only trip to Japan, which Des should have been on, but I know you. I know you probably regret missing that trip. No, um, I'm gonna go next summer. Or next winter, I'll be going uh, in October. It's, it's my, uh, it's my, uh, my, I completed grad school, <laughs> so that's my my grad school. Um, I'll have to stow away in your uh, in your uh, luggage or something. Oh, if you can fit. <laughs> I know it's something that you and Paul are just going to do by yourself. So, well, not necessarily. It looks like Paul's brother's going. So, if oh, you can he? afford it, yeah, if you can afford it. Come on with us. Me me and Kevin probably. You can go on to go to Japan. Kevin, Kevin wants to go too. Cool. Uh yeah, I would I definitely would wouldn't mind going. It's just like uh <laughs> No, traveling uh, is crazy. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Traveling I, is crazy I, right now. So Yeah, I'm I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, traveling, traveling. particularly internationally right now, I uh, I don't blame you. Kinda leery. Yeah, get you. Uh, I'm excited for Rumblefish, though. Let's check out Rumblefish 2 when it comes out, and I'll definitely be buying it, picking it up day one, because I have that kind of uh, memories of playing it in a you know, basement arcade in Akihabara, you know, at least the first one, so along with uh, a bunch of Virtua Fighter 4 at the time and uh, playing some other cool-ass arcade games from back in the day. We were playing some shmups, playing some old Neo Geo stuff. That was a great trip, so... If you guys go, I'll send you with some cash. See if you can get me some Saturn stuff if it's not too overpriced. Definitely. <laughs> we could probably get some Saturn stuff now, but I know the prices are kind of... Eh, I think the best way to go about doing that is maybe do some Japanese Yahoo auctions, but it's all craziness to do all that business. So. And then last but not least, the last news article, and we'll round up the Jabroni news for this episode, and this is not EVO-related, but I figured to mention, I think we might have mentioned this in the previous uh, show, but Square Enix has finally announced officially Tactics Ogre Reborn, and it's coming out on November 11th. It's coming out for Switch, PlayStation 4 and 5, and on PC via Steam. On here, uh, the game is going to be sold physically and digitally across all platforms on there. There is a digital premium edition that will be sold on PlayStation and PC with the game's original soundtrack on here. Uh, this is based on the uh, PSP version of Tactics Ogre, the remake that came back out in 2010 
on here um, and so it does feature all the upgrades upgraded graphics and sound of that version and the game design on here and kind of in the way I, I feel that they, they kind of saved this game from being like you know orphaned and stuck on the PSP for life on here because they uh, was not lauded as being very good as far as uh, the remake uh, for PSP back in 2010 on here uh got some grumblings and grumblings online though for some people saying oh man you're gonna charge 44 dollars for a psp port and like uh some people were bagging on the upscaling that was using and so on and so forth so on here and in my opinion if if you don't want it guess what go back and go fire up a psp and let her go <laughs> go let her rip, you know, so uh, so I don't necessarily deem bringing a game that's 12 years old out uh, uh, for $44 as being a quote-unquote cash grab. I don't know what you think, Des, about that. So no, I think it's a cash grab either. I, I don't think any of this stuff is really a cash grab when you think about it. I think people are just trying to get out there and see what people are willing to buy, you know. I, I think it might be a good idea. You know? I mean, I think the grumblings and grumblings about the upscaling and whatnot might you know possibly you know a lot of people feel like they need to tell the developers how to develop you know and to be able yeah to it's like them. leave them alone they know what they're doing yeah you know well, and square enix is kind of noted as being kind of dicey at times you know with all their mobile final fantasy ports being, being brought out for steam and the chrono trigger port was initially just trash for steam as well like they were well they don't not, buy it yeah, if you don't, guys don't like it, don't buy it. I already pre-ordered yeah. this bad boy. I don't know how, about you, Des. I know we talked about it, so. I have not yet, you know, but but I will definitely be. I definitely will be will be buying it. I really enjoy Tactics Ogre. I think it's a really great uh, game, and I, and I thought it was fundamental in in what it brought to the tactical uh, RPG franchise. You know, yeah. to, to the to, to to that space. So yeah. Like, bring it. Let's do it. Yeah, because this game, if you don't know the original origins of the series, this game originally was released for Super Nintendo called Ogre Battle, mm -hmm. uh, the March of the Black Queen. And then um, I played it. I Tactics it. Ogre initially came out, uh, was ported and brought out for PlayStation in North America back in 1998 on there. And Square Enix yeah. after Enix and Square kind of got together like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, I bought it. There. Yeah. And so and, and basically this was like a kind of a thing where a lot of the original developers got together to go and remake the game on there. So, so, so we'll have to see. We'll talk about it more once the game is released. Since I have it pre-ordered, hopefully I'll play it when it comes out and when I get my game. So, yeah, so. Of, course, of course, I rolled the dice with Target again with a, a discount. So I'll have to see. <laughs> Never learn. Uh, That's 2026, okay. you get the game. <laughs> I got I Target Target you gotta kind of give it up for Target man they they bust out with some they remind me of uh, it's like I get, I get the whole glimpse of either those uh, wonderful like Kmart deals we were the getting Kmart like deal, about yeah. eight, eight years ago or mm -hmm. uh, Best Buy with the Gamers Club unlock for a minute because uh, you know literally Target will throw up a like a red card coupon saying like thirty percent off video games and they're not supposed to work for pre-orders but. They work for pre-orders sometimes, and I'm able to sit there and I, I grab games for 30% off uh, retail price and getting them, you know, 
shipped, you know, on the slow boat to China shipping, but still, still getting them. So, so I'm gonna get, you know, if you, you know, we haven't really talked about game deals and Mister, like, you know, saving Food Max gaming over here, but uh, you know, there's not a lot of uh, great deals like there was back in the day. But uh, uh, download the Target app and you know, get a red card and bust it out because they do break out the deals every so often. So this particular one was a like ten dollars off a video game purchase of fifty dollars or more, and this wound up uh, being okay. It was forty nine ninety nine. I was worried about putting something else in my cart that was one penny, but it worked. So. <laughs> That is the jabroni news. Nothing, nothing, my jabroniness talking about misering over here. So I'll kick it back over to you, Kev. Okay. All righty, folks. Game night takes place every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'd just like to invite you all to join us. Uh, if there's any game that you're interested in playing, want to try that you that you have and you just i would invite you to just mention it in our discord and i'll tell you a little bit more share a little bit more about that in a little bit put it up post it up in our discord say hey we'd like to play this game uh if we don't already have it we will be able to get a hold of it and join you on thursdays 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern standard time and just Kind of hang out with those who who enjoy our show, dig what we're putting out, and just enjoy playing video games together. Uh, we are a listener-driven show. So we want to encourage you folks uh, to, check, to check out our game nights every Thursday. Uh, also want to, again, shout out uh, the, the, the one person who responded to our main event, and again, like Des mentioned, we're keeping this question alive for another week. So thank you, Will D. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, you're always in the uh, in the Discord. You're always uh, responding or, or uh, talking to us, and we really appreciate the feedback. You are a valued member of the Gaming Vessels Discord community. So special shout out to you, my friend. Uh, I, if you really dig what we're doing on the show, I cannot recommend our Discord community higher. Uh, we talk about gaming. Uh, that's really all we talk about. <laughs> mm. uh, and we do it in a way that does not insult your intelligence, does not demean you as a person, as I'm sure that you have seen uh, on more larger social media platforms. So if you're tired of the nonsense, but you like talking about gaming, I would direct you to join our Discord server. And you can join our Discord server by checking us out, believe it or not, on Twitter at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. You'll find the link to our Discord server there. Click the link. There's no waiting period. No, you know, we're not going to, you know, Test, test your blood, do not d demand your firstborn. Just uh, click the link and you're in and you can enjoy, you know, we, we post news. We try to post news every every day. I've been kind of lacking on that because I've been dealing with uh, some family issues for the past week or so. But um, 
you know, we have a lot, we, we've got, we're trying to grow a nice little community over there. So I would highly encourage you to check us out. Um, also want to, if you've heard anything that you want to respond to, and maybe you're not interested in doing the Discord thing, but you want to send us an email, uh, hit us up at gaming, I mean, uh, gamingvessels at gmail.com if you want to respond to something that was said, or if you yourself would like to be a part of what we do here every week, you know, get your opinions out of on gaming out to our listeners. You're more than welcome to join us on the mic. Send that email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found at shonuff 71 on Twitter. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On uh, PlayStation Network, I'm Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7 at the end. Xbox, I am Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as originally. And on Switch, my friend code is 7658215533309. So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, bro? Where can you get a hold of me? Yeah, you can get a hold of me on uh, Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T H E N E M O S I X, and you can uh, get a hold of me on PSN, Steam, and Xbox Live at uh, Nemo Tigger. That's N E M O T G G R, and my Nintendo friend code is five two eight zero six six seven four four five one nine. Jabroni, where can folks find you, buddy? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, Jabroni Chief, uh, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F. I'm the same handle on both PlayStation Network and Steam. Uh, Xbox, I'm Jabroni Chief 374. Nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409. Uh, check us out there. We'll probably meet and Des be playing some Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak in the next week or two. So, Yep. All right, so that's going to bring episode 180 to a close. We want to thank you for rocking out with us. So for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. the Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Also known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. That purple bling bling, yo. And we're inviting you next week, episode 181, for your auditory canals. Peace!